boomers, welcome to the interesting spin-off world of Sega, circa 1996, back when Sonic was not really new anymore, but still pretty fresh in our hearts and hadn't been retconned, and we have a fairly new character to introduce us. Yeah, I was going to say, Sonic's not new, but guess who is? (laughs) We have a fairly new character, and four quite new characters that we have a spin-off here. That's right, this is the... Not actually STC, but STC adjacent. Knuckles Knockout Special. This is what you're supposed to sit in the car on the journey to your Butlins or your Centre Parks or your Skeggy or wherever you're going this summer. You're reading this in the car. It's a big fat walloper of a magazine. It's a big yeah. Isn't it? yeah. You've got it here in our hands. You got a physical there, Chris? I do have a physical copy of it right here. Oh, and look at how pretty. In the hands of me, one of the humes who thinks he's in charge. My name is Chris McFeeling. And my name is Dave Bulmer with this. Broken copy. Look at that. State of that. Oh no, torn? Yeah, it's got a big tear in the top left corner, not even the top right corner that yeah, normally gets torn. A, yeah. Quite a clean tear up to the spine and then it just stops. This is the Knuckles Knockout Special. It came out in the summer of 1996. Did you have this one in the day? I did. I had stopped buying STC at this point, as I've said several times on the regular show and now. But this came out. And, you know, it was, a, it was a one standalone thing. And I thought, and, and uh, Judge Dreadlaw, Man of the Future, had very helpfully been cancelled by this point. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, I guess I'll get this then. And then that was it. And that, that was it. And I was like, yeah, I was probably right enough to start buying Sonic, actually. <laughs> it was kind of the vibe I came away from this with. My, uh, I have a story with this one, which is that um, uh, we couldn't find it anywhere. Uh, we were properly, properly looking for it. It was Hen's Teeth. Nowhere. We went to every supermarket. We went to every news agent. Or, well, no, we didn't. But whenever we were in any of those things, I'm like, like Mom, anytime she was there, she would look. And nothing. No sign of it at all. So eventually, in desperation, some time later, it must have been the end of the summer, we called up the offices of Fleetway. Well, I was going to ask, when were you looking for it? Because obviously one of the problems that surrounded (gasps) this is that it was delayed, but it was still running ads that said it was out now, or that it had come out on in early April, when it in fact was not released until May 25th, the... uh, the same day as issue number 79. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know, but that won't be all that the problem was, because what I do remember is that when we eventually called Fleetway, there was this this little fellow there who... Uh, hello? Oh, hello, we're looking for the Knuckles Knockout Special. Who are you? The Knuckles or what? It's the Knuckles Knockout Special. It's a, it's a comic. Oh, I'll, I'll go and have a look, but no, I, I don't know anything about that. I don't that. think we've ever done anything like that. No, I'll, I'll go and check. And off, <laughs> off he goes. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke, you're putting on here. He comes here. back. And he comes back. And I was going to tell this story more simply, but then do you remember Selena? Telling you all about what a highlight of her life it was when I did the impression of the old man. And I guess this'll be the <laughs> old right, man. It won't right. be won't be quite the same because the details will have like maybe if he comes up in the diary zone when this actually happens, we'll know exactly what happened. But he comes back Oh yes. I've had a look and we've found one of, of there is only one left. And we're like, Oh, can we great, can we can we still buy that? And he went, Oh, no, I'll just send it to you, don't worry. And we didn't even get charged for it! You didn't even get charged for it! Oh my god! So whoever that guy was, I absolutely love that guy. Thanks ever so much. So I now have a Knuckles Knockout special. I believe it was probably me that tore the cover, though. I won't blame him. Yes, it wouldn't have come to you in that condition. Well, it might have done. If that was the one, the reason why it was the one left in the office. 
I suppose, yes. I was assuming he was going and looking through the warehouse. Presumably, yeah. Looking through the picking shelves. The tearing shelves. But no, that was probably me that did that. Thank you to whoever that bloke was. I mean, with a voice like that, probably dead now, right? (laughs) Yes, although you never know, do you? I mean, do you remember how people used to be older in the past? (laughs) (laughs) No, definitely not. We had a... Our village vicar looked exactly like Mr. Burns, and it turns out he was like 40. (laughs) He's dead now, but only just. We don't know when you're going to hear this, listeners, because I have to fit this in among all my other editing, and I've got more of it to do these days. I'm doing professional work and things, so you'll get this hopefully before the end of the summer. We don't know exactly when, but it's a Knuckles... uh, You know exactly. You don't even have to have seen it to know what the cover is. It's Knuckles punching through a wall. Punching through a wall, isn't it? We've seen this image in ads for the thing for months now, but... uh... Of course it is. Of course it is. No, what else are you going to draw? You're punching through stuff. Yeah, and it can't be that he's punching, because it has to be that he's punching through. And so you could do that he's punching through a page, so it's like he's punching his way out of the comic. But that's not punchy enough. Yeah. You've got to make it look like it's a wall. So that's what they've done. Heavy duty. Yeah. yeah. Bits of rubble flying everywhere with all the little announcements on it. On the bits. Punchy new stories, a Knuckles interview, a pin-up, and more. And then printed on Knuckles' own very fist. Oh. Win a Knuckles cuddly toy and a Mega 32X. Mega, Mega 32X. 32X. And games. A first edition with special guests, Chaotix. Yes. Their own heads. Pictured Fantastic Four style down the side. Yep. Sega's fisticuffed <laughs> hero makes his mark, it says across the bottom. Hey. They are going mad for it, aren't they? <laughs> They're really, I mean, yeah. rightly so. Yeah, like, Knuckles. it's 1996, Knuckles has his own game. It's a miracle they waited this long before trying out his own special. It is actually. It's been two years since Knuckles was Knuckles. This is probably the last time when, like, OG Knuckles was exciting enough on his own to do this with. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I'd, I'd agree. Yeah. Uh, because they would never do it again. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, so, it's a know. first edition and it's a last edition. But also, maybe if Chaotix had been a good game, maybe they'd you know, have been... it's not so much a question of it being a good game or a bad game. Maybe if anybody had played Chaotix. Yeah, if anybody had... Wouldn't matter. Maybe if anybody owned a 32X other than by winning it out of this and episodes yeah, of STC. Exactly. <laughs> Just a Just a the back cover is an ad for Toy Story on the Mega Drive, which we were talking about in the last issue of the comic itself. There's not really very much to say about it, is there? It's uh, obviously a picture of Woody and Buzz, seemingly cropped from the film because they're both pulling weird faces, um, mm. cut out and put on the the iconic Andy's Room Cloud wallpaper, which I'm, I'm, I'm not being ironic. That was iconic the minute yeah. it dropped, and it's iconic today. Play the game, it screams in big red letters. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's a, that's a bit of the old... Uh, Super liminal marketing, isn't it? Hey, join the navy. <laughs> with play the game, and with the way with the facial expression here, which I think is, I think it must be from the end. Is it the end of Toy Story? Yeah, when he's riding, he's on his riding back, on think, maybe. When he's riding on Buzz's back, and he's pointing, and they both look kind of cross, and it looks like they're saying, "Look at that <laughs> over there who hasn't played the game." <laughs> it does What's it? Because each one of them has, has one eye is open wide, and the other eye is like oh, half yeah. closed, and like, oh eh? yeah, eh? <laughs> what's with that guy? And then there's just some screenshots along the bottom. Toy Story from the big screen to the Mega Drive. But is it still a happy ending? Only if you're good enough. How would we find out if we were good enough? Play the game! <laughs> Control Zone. 
Inside front cover, we don't have a control zone. I'm probably still going to put the jingle, but it's not a control zone. We do and we don't, yeah. don't we? It's not... Like with all past... I say all. Like with both past Sonic Summer specials, it's not Megadroid. Mm. It is somebody who's identified as the knucklehead. The head of the... Oh, but that would be giving it away. Mm. Let me return to the start, <laughs> yeah. So this begins with uh, the, a big, uh, big little red text across the top that says, Come on, you reds! <laughs> Welcome, KFC supporters. We're not talking about the finger-licking variety. Nope, KFC stands for, repeat after me, Knuckles Fan Club. So don't forget. It also means that anything looking remotely blue and spiky can take a back seat. I find this interesting that there is no mention of Sonic by name. No clear indication it's from that franchise. So this really is just aimed at kids who know who this side character is. The best we get is the next panel. Ever since Sega's energetic echidna knuckled his way onto the video game scene, he has amassed an army of avid followers and instantly shot to Sega superstar status in his own right. So in honour of his achievements, we've pulled out all the stops to bring you, the fans, this special showcase issue crammed with things to read, do, and nose through. He's his own thing. Yeah, Like those past Sonic specials, they don't talk about STC. No, at least not until Nigel Kitching steps in, at which point... Yeah, at which point it's all over the place, and you're like, what the hell is STC if not told me? <laughs> yeah, it's so it is so weird how these things are so interested in divorcing themselves from the parent comic. Yes, it, yes. It feels like an editorial decision to divorce it from the parent comic, so that nobody feels as if it's not a standalone. But I guess that they can just rely on the comic being so famous on the newsstand. Speaking of the editor, though, that's Audrey Wong. We do oh. have credits on this one, yeah? And the editor for this is Audrey Wong, who is normally the assistant yes. editor on the regular Sonic the Comic. Yes, I suppose Deborah Tate has stepped away this time to do the next issue. She's got a regular... Yeah, she's just busy over on the real thing. She's got someone she can... De oh, the real thing, that's shameful but true. She's got somebody she can delegate the task to. Yes, I, I can relate. Yes, I'll be wanting to get on with the main comic as well, but I'm going to have to edit this as well. Um, <laughs> as this is the first ever issue of its kind, and the last, I'll hold you back no longer and leave you to knuckle down and enjoy. And it says, Knucklehead KFC Chairperson. And of course, there's a big picture of Knuckles grinning at you and waving a fist, blown up from a picture that must be from Chaotix, who's got a big ring in his yeah, hand. He's holding the ring, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Now, they do have a little box here that says, we want to hear from each and every one of you. Write in, mm. say hello, tell us what you liked or disliked about this special. Yeah. And it gives a little... I, I get the real sense from throughout this that they thought there really was the potential for this to become something more than the one shot it wound up being. Right. That's the vibe I get. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? I mean, they did create an entirely unique email address for it. Yes. Knuckles at Egmont.co.uk. You don't be doing that lightly in 1996. No, I don't know how people actually did it back then. Like, did you have to open a new internet account altogether? You had to pay an ISP, I think. Mm -hmm. And then we've got the contents page, um, which there's no real point reading you because... Yeah, we'll not go through that. We'll just, just listen to the rest of this. Listen to the rest of this. Yeah, so let's pile straight into it then with the mm. first strip. Knuckles. Knuckles. Traitor of the Lost Pyramid. Now, all the strips in this are all done by all the same creative team, so we won't repeat ourselves over and over, save to say, everything in this is written by Nigel Kitching, as art by Mike White, and lettering by Ellie DeVille. 
The Chaotix crew bring Knuckles news that Knack the Weasel has escaped from prison and come to plunder the lost pyramid of the floating island Sandopolis Zone. Knuckles accompanies them to the zone where they discover that Knack is raiding the pyramid's treasure chamber by using a shrink ray to reduce all the loot to fit in one handy box. Knack unleashes the chamber's guardian, an animate stone statue on the heroes to cover his escape, but in his haste, he leaves his shrink ray behind. Knuckles uses the ray to shrink the guardian, then throws the ray into reverse and turns it on Knack's escape craft, returning all the treasure to its original size, tearing the vehicle to bits from the inside out in the process. The Chaotix take Knack into custody and head back to the special zone, leaving Knuckles to tidy up. Okay, so this opens on what I think is a great intro, actually, to this book. I agree, yes. It's a page with only three panels, and they're big panels, and they're good-looking. And the first is of the whole floating island in the sky. High above planet Mobius, there is an island in the sky, the floating island. Looking too brown for my taste, but maybe it's autumn. Yeah, it, it looks like a floating hunk of rock here. Yes. No visible green. No. Um, but okay, and but it's still, it still, I guess it makes it look heavy. And then the next is Knuckles standing on a, a point of rock, a bit like in Sonic CD, looking up into the sky. A lone figure gazes up into space and wonders when his lost people will return. And then an um, action hero shot of him from the front stood there with his spines blowing in the breeze. His name is Knuckles. He is the guardian of the floating island. And sure enough, he is. That's him, all right. For anyone who hasn't read STC or doesn't know about Knuckles, that sets everything up that you need to know. Yeah. And then it starts to go bug nuts, because the very first thing you <laughs> yeah. see on the next page is the Omni Viewer. Boom! Just is warping in. That whole first page, very consciously written to be the first page yes. of a standalone strip published in its own magazine yes. to establish Knuckles' deal. Next page, Omni Viewer comes in and Knuckle goes, sorry, it's only the Omni Viewer. <laughs> normal thing in the world and who's traveling in it because the thing about the omniviewer is it's a screen you wouldn't nobody travels in a screen so so to a new reader you're like what <laughs> i always feel it's a bit odd that the omniviewer sort of morphed into being this mode of transport mm. you know i always imagine back you know in the original story that when the idea was that the omniviewer took them into the past yeah that essentially they were pulled through the screen on one side and then simply emerged from the screen yes. on the other side. Yeah, it's side. a portal you jump through. It's a portal, it's a doorway, the other side. It's, a, it's a screen. Yeah, yeah, it's really weird whenever you see the Omniviewer travelling and he's supposed to have people in him. That is weird, isn't it? Yeah. They jump inside his void and then he himself just zips along through space and carries them inside. So headcanon for that then is that, that is, it is what we're thinking of, but... Sometimes it's for certain things it's necessary for him to make the other side of him be in a void he's got in his storage space. I guess. I mean, it'll become rel very relevant to the plot in the future, too. Will, so, yeah. you know, there's no getting around it, unfortunately. No. Yeah. Anyway, this screen with a face on it bursts into existence. Readers are told that that's the Omniviewer. And out come the Chaotix crew announcing themselves with Charmy B going, Yippity Yappity Doo! And that's well, our introduction to the Chaotix. I mean, that's Charmy. You couldn't you couldn't <laughs> argue with that, you know? And then SPF just goes, Button it, Charmy. <laughs> and yeah, then we start getting our little callbacks where uh, they tell him Nax here. And he's like, Last time I saw that little creep, he was badly injured by a blast from a Metallics. It all happened in Sonic the Comic number 58. They actually do say Sonic the they Comic. Do. I forgot that. I thought it was just STC. So yeah, and this this 
uh, it doesn't specifically call back to it, but this is a follow-up to a scene from, what issue was it, 76? I can't keep track anymore. Uh, the Porker leaving issue, where mm. the Chaotix got word that Knack had escaped and were heading off to deal with it, leading directly into this special. Before we go any further, let's talk about Mike White's art. Okay. So Mike White was the guy who did Golden Axe. Oh, I knew I'd recognize something about this. And he also did uh, several of the strips in the original Sonic Summer Special back in 94. Did he? Yeah, and he wasn't very good at drawing Sonic characters then. And he's a little better at it now. But, uh... Dave, he draws all three strips in this, and it's the wrong choice has been made here. I'm not sure where I am on this, because... It is not in any way to criticize him as an artist. No. Because we know... He is a oh, yeah. very talented artist. Yes, very talented artist. And and actually I think his I think his knuckles is generally quite good. Um, I think they just have really good reference material for knuckles. What he's doing here is I'm perfectly happy with in fact I'm quite enthusiastic about something about the general sort of softness of this and the layout and the, the ease of reading that it is. It's a quick and an easy read because he communicates everything well. The trouble, if there is a trouble, is that it's not that he's having really any trouble drawing these Sega characters. It's just that when he draws them, they look a bit more like designed mascots than the sort of vibrant, exciting people that they are when Richard Elson draws yeah, them. He's copying the ref, he's copying it well, he's drawing them, hmm. but in a really undefinable, intangible way, you can tell he's not comfortable drawing them. You can tell yes. it's outside his his wheelhouse yes. and he's not very good at it. It looks a little bit like when you used to get comics, you know, based on, like, the toys from play school or whatever. You know what I mean? Where it's like, or Fireman Sam or something, where this thing we're drawing is a toy and we're having to draw them moving about and in a comic. There's something oddly sort of posed figures. Posed. There. So posed. Great mm. word for it. Yes. So much of the way the characters, I was going to say stand, move, look in yeah. this. They look like figures posed instead of characters moving and reacting. And it's something that we used to say more back in the early days of STCTP when Sonic was really quite new. I used to say quite a lot, and I still think this is the case, that like artists like this, who Golden Axe, he was very, very comfortable with, which oh, yeah. is all old-fashioned barbarian hero-type high fantasy stuff, is looking at ostensibly a new art style which is weird to now that it's so old to say that but like sonic looked really weird compared to most things we were drawing back in those days and i guess nobody had been asked to really draw like what are ostensibly mickey mouse's stroke felix the cats but in quite action style comics mm. in a style that you would normally reserve for just blokes type comics i guess and it's tricky for some artists to do. I think he's basically pulling it off. Like, I spent most of this comic going, yeah, this is fine. Except in one bit, which I'll tell you about when we get there. But yes, it gives everything a sort of dull... Dull, ...kind yeah. of sheen across it. The Omni-Viewer doesn't look like an exciting person, but a just a person face. And Oh, I tell you what, though, I did appreciate... Where is it? On page three of the first story, where Espio is saying, we took him back to our home in the special zone... I actually think he looks quite like a chameleon there. <laughs> <laughs> I like where Mighty explains that they know Nak is looking for the lost treasure of Sandopolis. And Mighty says, since you own the floating island, we <laughs> needed your permission. And I'm like, you know what? It's nice to see some people have some goddamn respect for <laughs> the fact that Knuckles is the boss of this place. 
Nothing stopping them warping in directly to the Sandopolis zone and warping back out before mm-hmm. Knuckles even has a clue anything's going on. Because this is the rare Nigel Kitchen Knuckles story that doesn't start with him in the Emerald Chamber where an alarm will go off to alert him <laughs> to the fact that the Omniviewer has arrived in the Sandopolis zone and he takes a zoom tube over. So that's good, isn't it? Because that I'd never really thought about it this way before, but it means that Nigel takes Knuckles' job seriously. Knuckles is in that chamber because that's where his job is. He's in the office all day. That's why he's always there. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the Chaotics, we've already established, we think of as like a, a group of professional grown-ups. They're showing up and they're asking Sonic. He would just go straight into Sandopolis if he had the option. These guys are like, yeah, we better, we better get all the paperwork done. We better <laughs> yeah. do this in a way we can tell our accountant about. <laughs> get to write off the Omniviewer's fuel for the trip. <laughs> So they do head over to Sandopolis, and it turns out that the uh, the pyramid is exposed again. This is the same mm. pyramid yeah. from uh, back in issues number 47 and 48, because we get another little footnote to remind us of that fight. Yeah. But at the end of that story, it was buried under the sand. So we have that uh, mystery to solve. Yes, uh, and it- yet another point of continuity. We've had the, the chaotic showing up, I guess, like, they, they think that kids are into them from the game. They were wrong, but you can see why they would think that. We were into them from the comic. We rent them from the comic. So that's a bit of continuity. The Omni Viewer is continuity. This pyramid is continuity. Knack, shrinking ray. It's all continuity from a comic yeah. that this isn't. Well, the shrinking ray isn't. We haven't seen the shrinking ray before. Oh, we're not. Oh, big pardon. We will go on to. This is the introduction <laughs> of the story that makes shrinky dinking Knack's whole thing. <laughs> Oh, for some reason I thought we'd had it once before. I guess because we were talking to Selena about how it does happen later. No, we've yeah. only had the one knack thing so far where he yeah. had the disruptor for the Metallicsis. That's right, yeah. <laughs> we see the ghosts again from the previous story. The ghosts like from the games. Yes, although a bit different than in the games. A little bit. But yeah, these are very much referenced from the mm. Richard Elson uh, version of them. And we get the, the, the mechanic that they can't exist in the light, so they yes. run down the corridor to get away from the dark spot to the light ahead, and the ghosts fade as they go. There is a bit on this page which I have a trouble with. I said that I like his knuckles, but here... Look how far Knuckles' head goes out to the side, behind the big ghost on the page. Can you see that? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a little off, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's one of these where he's drawn his head going up to go behind the ghost, and then he's like, oh, and Knuckles has got this many spines to the side of his head. But another spine flying. If you imagine it carrying on, his head would have to be like this gigantic mushroom cap sticking out for miles. That last panel on this page, though. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's a load of action figures standing around. That's the thing. That's, nobody's it, reacting to anything there. The, the A lot of these do have the look of, of he got his Chaotix toys out and arranged them on the table and drew them. But there were no Chaotix toys. That isn't what he's done. He, he's only got so much reference material. He only knows how to draw these guys from so many angles in so many ways. And he can't get, mm. he can't get wild about it. I mean, this is a panel where there are two giant demon ghosts looming up over them, mm. and Mighty, with a little smile on his face, is helping a slightly grumpy-faced Espio, who's just had a ghost reach its hand through his chest mm. and filled him with the chilling dread of his own soul. Cold! <laughs> so cold! And all he's, he's got a little frown on as, a, as a Mighty helps him up with one hand. And then Vector just stands looking at them with his hands on his hips, and I'm like, mm. Do you see the ghosts, do you? No, it's a bad. It's a bad panel. That is such a. Here is the drawing of Vector we've given him. Even though I think his very next drawing of Vector is brilliant, the one where he's running away and looking back over his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. And then the behind view of Vector further down, a, a, an expert three D turnaround of this character. Again, I don't know. Maybe they had reference from the back. I don't know. But so in those ways, he looks perfectly comfortable. 
It's just when you have to... Basically, it's when you have to see their faces that something goes a bit odd. Yeah, because as an artist, like, he's... he's We've established, like, he's a talented artist. Brilliant. He's good with body language yeah. and all that. It's 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 these weird, big, dumb... Ha- well, I say mm. body language, but even the body language on that one panel I'm really calling out isn't good. But, yeah, he's just not comfortable drawing these characters, and he's succeeding where he can, but... It's there's just too much of a conflict with, between what he can do and what the story needs him to do. Yes, although what he is good at is this sort of you know let's explore the pyramid type thing that fits in well with what he can do. So that that stuff. Well, yeah, but it's not like he actually gets a chance to do anything with it. It's just a load of slightly dark corridors. No, he isn't really filling it with anything exciting. It's just purely in terms of like sense of place. I just found, I, I, get, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I found this a very settled read. It was like, do you ever, your eyes ever just relax? And you're just oh, like, oh, I'm not focusing my eyes. It was like that. I don't have it to asks concentrate. nothing of you. Yeah, yeah. That really sums up the whole vibe of this special. You know, seven <laughs> of its 48 pages in. But that is yes. this special. What sums up this special for me is that it is a 48-page special, but it took me less time to read than an average STC, even yeah. though there's no less content. Like, it's... I, I just, I don't know. Well, you know, in, in terms of literal printing ink use, <laughs> there's maybe no less content. But in, in terms of stuff to really get your hooks into, there ain't much. I mean, we hit this point now. They run into the treasure chamber where we find there's only Knack. We find Knack is there. Knack, comma, the weasel. Yeah. Knack, the, the weasel. As opposed to Knack, a weasel. Knack, you know? the weasel, yeah. Um, <laughs> Knack, a weasel. Knack, a weasel. Like Flair, a, a kidnap. And then, you know, good chuckle, or, uh, you know, Charmy says, Hey, fancy seeing him here. Knack! The weasel! <laughs> and then Charmy goes, Oh, it was Knack we were looking for. I thought you said Mac. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I haven't really been paying attention. <laughs> that's still that's still the best Charmy line that, from the end of Return of Chaotic. That is a version of Charmy that I wish they'd leaned into more. The sort of like, what? What was it? Like he's was it what? he's very happy to be there, but he hasn't listened to what anyone told him they were doing. I, I like that side of him way more than yeah. like yippity yappity do kind of scrappy do nonsense. You know. I like mm-hmm. I like this. I mean, that's more Ned Flanders than it is Scrappy. Dude. Oh, by far, yeah. It's just that that's a scr- he's a Scrappy, isn't he? He's just a, a little prick who's also there. Oh, he's not a prick. He's innocent. <laughs> it's just a normal man. He's just an innocent bee. <laughs> Scrappy Do was not innocent. <laughs> <laughs> and then the story stops for a couple of pages. Uh, yes. in, in the grand, beautiful tradition of <laughs> British children's comics, unlike, say, Dr. Sun, which from uh-huh. the 1994 special, which was consciously split into two parts <laughs> that bookended the special, um, this, the comic just stops for a couple of pages. Yeah. There's a wee caption that says the action continues on page four. It's not a cliffhanger or no. anything. It's just they, they just get to a point and then, and then they just interrupt it with, um, something with else. some features for a bit. Feature. And then we go back to the strip. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so that's where we'll stop for now. We The summary we dropped at the top there is the whole strip, but we'll come back to it in a minute. Mighty says, give up, we've got you now. And Nag says, so you want me to go back with you and finish serving my time? How amusing. <laughs> the action continues on page 14. And to, uh, to tide us over on the way through, we've got some fact files. Love a fact file. Features. 
chaotic ticks. Do you know what that refers to? Because I don't. Well, I guess it's supposed to be like statistics. Oh, statistics. Yes. Oh, yes. Of course. Chaotic statistics. I mean, I feel like I feel like a, maybe a better pun would have been if they'd called them the vital chaotic chaotics or something, or something. like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, because then I would have known what they were on about. Um, what we actually physically have is four pages, one per Chaotix, and this whole feature seems to have been written by someone who doesn't know who these characters are. That's <laughs> so true! But took a gamble on the fact that they're associated with Knuckles and wrote fact files as if they're people who live on the floating island fighting Robotnik, which they're not. It seems to me they've sort of taken the Chaotix uh, instruction booklet uh-huh. profiles and smashed them up a bit because yeah. that's set on Carnival Island is it and and that's what I think they've taken oh, the references so there's that. an island because because yeah. the, the one that in particular is Charmy's one which well we'll get to it in a minute but yeah. it talks about him wandering onto the island and getting into scrapes ever since like that's his origin I'm like yeah but he's not on the island that's yeah I think what's happened here is they've taken the profiles from the the uh, book right. the instruction book and they've tried to, and probably under just pure mistaken mm-hmm. belief that the island they reference, the carnival island of the of the game, is the floating island, which it isn't. Isn't it funny that Nigel didn't take advantage of the fact that the carnival night zone has been knocked off the floating island and can therefore kind of be described as its own island that's fallen to Earth? He could have had them in the wreckage of that. That would have been quite interesting, I think. Fallen to Mobius, I should say. Yeah, it's uh, landed in the middle of the Emerald Hill zone, didn't it? Yeah. Presumably they demolished it quite quickly, but it would have been interesting to see Chaotix adapted by having them be there. And also I'm forgetting the story in the English manual doesn't really match up with the oh. Japanese manual at all, so it's kind of all over the place. Oh. I mean, the Vector one is fine. Yeah. A natural-born leader, smart, snappy, cool, calculating, don't be fooled by his smile. Don't be taken in by his welcome grin. Behind those pearly white gnashers lies a vice-like jaw lock. That's fine, that's, you know... Then they give us a little tech spec, a little skill rating of strength and speed. I question a lot of these, i got to be honest yes. with you. Yeah, it's a bit of top Trumpsism here. They've only got strength and speed. For, for all four characters, those are the two things they give you. Vector strength is nine, and his strong. speed is eight. Pretty fast. In his jaws, I give you it. Right, like, yeah. But, yeah. His special abilities are that he's a strategic decision maker and a high-tech mechanic. Oh, is he? Uh... I don't feel like that's come up at all. No. Uh, and his weakness is <laughs> hopping and bopping to the crocodile rock. I think that is the point at which I was like, okay, I'm looking at someone who doesn't know or care what this is, but is going to just sit and have to write this copy. <laughs> yeah. I-, I guess they're working off the fact that he wears a Walkman all the yes. time, so he likes to dance Although, and stuff. Although, canonically, it's not a Walkman. No, no, not canonically that was what Kitching wrote in the pitch document for Kyle. that is true it although never actually made it into the finished thing that's true although we have seen that it's not just a walkman because he yeah. sucked the omniviewer into it yeah. so it's something just because the omniviewer can live in it doesn't mean it's <laughs> not, not a walkman, walkman. no <laughs> <laughs> i mean God. we could live in your walkman if you recorded this onto a tape yeah mighty tough on the outside and on the inside his bony oh that's a reference to the thing Armadillos, crunchy on the outside, oh, yeah, smooth on the inside. Armadillos, yeah. what was it? Dime bars was it an advert for? Dime bars with Harry Enfield. Yes, he, he played all the parts. Excuse me, oh. ever eaten a dime bar? No. Would you mind trying one? No. 
Did you like the surprising combination of crisp caramel stuff and delicious milk chocolate, smooth on the outside, crunchy on the inside? Nope. Mm. I likes armadillos! <laughs> smooth on the inside, <laughs> crunchy on the outside. Armadillos! Dime, the surprising alternative to armadillos. Two armadillos? You're a bit thick, really, aren't you? Mm. Yeah, do you remember that? Do you remember everyone saying every line of that? The, oi, not Dime a, that, above. that guy's and that, well, that was it. Right? It was like a sort of farmer scarecrow it looking like guy. A farmer, yeah, right? yeah. Scarecrow is not wrong either. Yeah. And he and yeah, he upends. He's got a basket and he upends that, and an armadillo comes out, and he likes that. And then they did, and I'd remembered that, but I'd forgotten that they did a second one. Excuse me, do you remember your first dime? I, the first dime bar you ever had. Do you remember it? Hey, dime bar. Dime bar? Hello? Well, thanks for joining us. Crisp panorama and smooth milk chocolate. You never forget your first dime. Eh, blokes and nutter. Oi, nutter. I'd forgotten that one too until you yeah. reminded me of it, but yeah. I'd completely forgotten that one, but that one, not the first one, had a huge cultural footprint at my school. Every line of that is really, really familiar. And the bit where he's waving the dime bars in front of the guy's face and going, dime, dime bar, bar? And, and and he's just, he's like, though. For a good minute, in what, I don't know what year this advert came out, maybe it was 96, maybe it was 95, but the phrase, dime bar, meant idiot in our school. <laughs> no, I don't remember that, but... It, I, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't even like a funny reference people do, it would just be like, oh, you dime bar. <laughs> That's, it just meant <laughs> idiot. It. That's great. I got a little. I got a little bit of cachet out of the fact that my initials were DB. <laughs> <Dime bar. laughs> I'd forgotten that. That se- I remember the first advert, but I'd forgotten yeah, that yeah. second one. And it's that second one where the real like associating dime bar with an idiot comes from. Wow, I'd forgotten that. Huh. So tough on the outside, on anyway, the yeah. inside is what it says here, but it probably, yeah, it's got to be a reference. Of course! His bony armor plating can withstand any amount of battering from badniks. Supreme confidence is his key to handling sticky situations. God, there's too many wee copy er- errors like that throughout this entire special with hyphen stand. Yes, that is One weird, isn't it? Stand. Yeah. There's, but there's loads of those. Mm. Strength rating 10. Yes, okay, yeah, I'll give you that. Speed rating 8. Ah, okay, I guess. He's a Sonic character or whatever. He's a smart all-round fighter, but he claims not to have any weaknesses. Charmy B, uh, I've already alluded to, having wandered onto the island by accident, Charmy has been getting into topsy-turvy situations ever since. Charmy is a dime bar. <laughs> <laughs> renowned for catchphrases such as righty diddly do I like arma diddly dillos <laughs> <laughs> this flighty little fella has a, a witty way with words oh god but see like even in the manual he didn't wander onto the island by accident oh, oh. that's something that they've tried to hammer mm. the square peg of Ned Flanders STC Charmy into the round hole of their being an island involved in the story yeah. from the manual. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean, though? It, this is... The, they're talking... They're wrong. They're talking about these people as if they live on an island, whether that's the floating island or carnival island. In STC, it's not the case. They just pop out from the screen. Also, they spelled renowned wrong. Oh, God, oh, oh worse than you'd imagine as well. 
R-E-N-O-U-N-E-D. Copy editor errors all over the place. Strength rating 4, I'll, I'll give you that. Okay. Yeah. Speed rating 10, because he can fly. Because he can I fly and he can zip around with a little, little. I'll give him that. Special ability is the only one who can fly. He's an aerial acrobat with rapid reflexes, and weaknesses is annoying, bumbling nature. Fair. Fair. And then SPO, once again, is the one thing that the instruction manual tells you about SPO. Oh, I was wondering what this is. Once imprisoned in Robotnik's combi machine. Which is what? Uh, that's the machine uh, th- that you you know picks your partner. Yeah, right. It's the yeah. claw machine mini game where you select who you're going to be partnered up with. But SBO, it just in the game, SBO is the first one that you free. Oh, and, uh, he's the first partner that Knuckles pops out, uh, and that's why it's that's what's mentioned in the manual, and that's all that's mm. ever really known about SBO. The manual doesn't give any time to talk about SBO as a personality; it talks about that instead. But here they say, SBO has a personal score to settle with the evil doctor. Such is his drive and determination, he's often advised to chill out for his own good. And I don't think that maps onto even anything I know of SBO. SBO mm. is the serious one. Mighty mm. is the hothead. Yeah. He's the, the muscle, you know? And he's got a strength rating of 9 and a speed rating of 10, at which point, f*** oh, off, no. you're literally making this up. No, it's all just made up, isn't it? Yeah. No, neither of those. I'm not, I'm not having that. Strength, no. He can't be nearly as strong as Mighty. And he can't be te- speed 10? And assuming the sliding scale has Sonic at the top of it at speed 10. No, he can't be as fast as Sonic. That's it. Where, where, where do these things top out? You know, yeah. what, what, is the, what is the metric, Dave, exactly. by which this power grid is... Notice, readers, that I don't mind... Charmy being given a speed of 10 because the thing is he's tiny and he can fly I can imagine that he could beat Sonic in a race by doing things by I don't no I I in a straightaway straight line mm-hmm. no I can't imagine Charmy flies faster than no Sonic not in runs. a straightaway straight line but he gets to go as the bee flies Sonic has to go round stuff well that's a terribly abstract judgment of speed <laughs> yeah. then isn't it yeah surely the measurement of speed <laughs> should be how fast you can go on a straightaway straight line yeah depends i suppose you know introduce flying characters and now if one of them can do something faster than the other one maybe that changes the measure but yeah i know though it's it should so so do we allow then that the entire chaotix measurement of speed would have sonic at like 15 and they only go up to 10 at which you know (laughs) these go up to 15 It gives his special abilities as a spinning top attack and powers of invisibility, which is fair. True. Yes, those are accurate. And his weakness is his hot-tempered and impatient. No. I'm like, no, man, no. The only hot-tempered thing we've really seen him do is snap at Charmy in the course of STC. Ah, true, but then he did do that quite a lot, didn't he? That was the first indication of his personality. No more so than Mighty. Oh. Well, see, my impression is that it's Mighty that does that, but... I don't yeah. know. I feel as if we saw... I feel as if... Don't I have a memory of us going, what is SBO's personality? Oh, it's snapping at... Well, that's Charlie. only because he doesn't do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but all four pages of this are dominated by a big Carl Flint drawing of each character. And then next to them, three drawings each, which I've gone and looked. They're, they're cropped out of the Japanese manual. Yes, which are sort of sketchy pencil-y drawings, full color but sketchy pencil-y with like watercolor paint of the characters and they just on all the rest of the art from this entire book. Don't they? I love these drawings. Yeah, you don't want to be down on Carl, no. but um 
even this isn't the best example of Carl's work because it doesn't have his nice airbrushed paint. It's no, just exactly. Flats. This has been MS paint flood filled. I don't want to be down on Carl Flint and I don't want to be down on Mike White. But once you've seen these drawings, the rest of the comic becomes like, oh, like a step down. Yeah. But a big yep. step down. No question. These concepts. I tell you what, I really love the one of Charmy flying along from the side. It's some, <laughs> the, the, or, here's what it is. These drawings, all of them, were like an early look for me at the difference between average UK comic art and average like Japanese manual art. Just like how Japanese artists draw these characters, it really stuck in my head. And the shape of that helmet, it looks so lovely and 3D and you can reach out and put your hands around it and feel it. And it doesn't feel like that in the accompanying character drawing, which is just a round head with bits of it coloured in. And it... I don't know, it really just, it's a, like a windows into better art we could be looking at. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'll tell you what's worse, is what's over the page. <laughs> this has got to be the worst thing in the whole thing, right? This is possibly, literally the worst thing anything STC related has ever done. <laughs> Maybe, this yeah. is Bargain Basement. <laughs> UK kids publication rot. <laughs> it's called Chuckles with Knuckles. I mean, and first of all, we know that's not right. <laughs> no, but that's a retcon. This is the original <laughs> Knuckles who likes to chuckle. Kick up your heels and have a belly full of laughs with these side-splitting, rib-tickling jokes and puns. Well, how else does an echidna keep himself amused? And it is a selection of the usual rubbish switch out the names kind of gags that you get in all rubbish identical British joke books. Yeah. But with Sonic characters. Not even Knuckles for the most part. You know, just just Sonic characters in general. Also, I have to comment just before we move on to... We're not going to read all these, are we? Anyway, just before we move... Just before we even contemplate doing so... Do you you recognise this piece of Nigel Dobbin art they've used in the header? Yes, but I couldn't tell you exactly where from. It's of Knuckles yawning <laughs> as he finishes a day's work, but it looks just enough like his mouth is turned up at the corner that they've repurposed it here to be the sight of Knuckles smiling or laughing at some of these jokes. Why can't Sonic keep a secret? Because he's always telling tales! Hey, yeah, that actually works. Not bad. Not bad. That's, That's a, a genuine Sonic-based joke. Yeah, you know. shame about the weird drawing of tales that accompanies. Oh, yes. Plenty of uses of, like, clip art. The old one of, of puzzled Robotnik scratching his head. Yeah. The old Sonic revved up and ready to run pose. Plenty of those. But there's one here of tales which kind of has the look of clip art. He's just, yeah. he's holding a hand up to his face and going like, ooh, uh, like, ooh, <laughs> As his, as his eyelids go mad on colour. His eyes are just wrong. Imagine Here's how to picture this, if you're not looking at it, listeners. Imagine that Tails is a puppet. And imagine <laughs> that his eye... They've tried to bring down his eyelids, and the mechanism has just gone crazy. And his eyelids are just <laughs> flipping around in all directions, and they've settled in completely two random places. And they're not even coloured in orange. They're just white. Eyelid watch. Boobity boop boop. Why does Robotnik love to go to the museum? <laughs> because of the egg-zibits. Yeah, except it says egg-hibits. So it does. It doesn't even eggs say eggs. It doesn't even say eggs-zibits. It just says egg-hibits. I mean, as, as goofs go, it pales in comparison to the next one. 
<laughs> How do you measure the speed in which Sonic runs? In miles per hour? Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, you do. That's correct. They f did. They won. Presumably, they were. It was meant to say miles, miles per, per hour. hour. Yeah. And and then all, but, but then why would you say the speed in which Sonic runs and not the speed in which Tails, Tails runs. runs? Yeah, in miles it's, per hour. It, unless it was supposed to be something else entirely, <laughs> and they have balls it up <laughs> so completely. <laughs> it just reads like a fact. Yeah. How do you measure the speed in which Sonic hour. runs in miles per hour? You stupid idiot! What the hell else way? You want to do kilometers? Do you? <laughs> it's 1996. That's not that popular yet. Who's fat, furious, and stuck to his chair? Dr. Robustic. Uh, that is that is a fraction funnier than it sounds, because it's not just Robot-stick. It's Robustic, which is a company that makes glue. But still. Yeah, which is why it would be a better joke if the answer was Dr. Robot-stick, because then it works universally. Should we, should we do the bad nicks? <laughs> Yeah, go on, let's do the whole voices and everything, too. <laughs> right. Iron feeling tired. Oil bet it's metal fatigue. Yes, I just need a rust. And that's joke one, folks. That's the first one, but don't worry, it gets better. Don't worry. Joke two, here comes the second one. <laughs> Iron steel feeling tired. Steel like a robot steel. Have you tried a chrome therapy? Chrome, it's a metal chrome. Yes, but I just got brassed brass. off with it. Brass, like brass. a robot's well, brass. Well, if there's any tin, tin I can do. If there's any tin. Tanks! Because that sounds, tanks. you know, sounds like thanks. I'm thanking him tanks. for his, Thank you. And tanks are like uh, made of metal, <laughs> like a robot's metal. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm ferrous about these jokes. Shut the <laughs> up and get the fuck out. That's illegal. What do you call a hedgehog covered in vinegar? Prickle. 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 Not prickled. <laughs> no. You just just prick because it's like prickle. pickle. Like, yeah. But prickle because like it's with quills like a hedgehog has it. It's prick. Yeah. Oh my god. Doctor. Doctor. Where, and this is meant to be Grimer. Doctor, Doctor! We'll do the voice then. <sighs> doctor, Doctor! When will I recover from my Mobian measles? How should I know? I don't make rash, rash promises! Rash Okay, promises. actually, that turned so, out alright because I rolled the R, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is, right, that one's actually kind of okay again because he is a doctor and it's a Doctor, Doctor, but like. Yeah, but it's not a Sonic joke. It's not a joke. Sonic joke! Like, but then, like, the one below this. Actually, not bad. Not bad. I, I have to admit. Yeah, not too bad. I yeah, did yeah, laugh yeah. at this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> knock, knock. Who's there? Knock. Who's there? Knock. Knock. Stop knocking. I'm coming. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it built into that in my head, but it did. Oh, all of these are jokes that be delivered by old... <laughs> Vaudevillian style Edwin <laughs> comedians. How many badniks does it take to change a light bulb? A lot! They always make a habit 
of nicking them. <laughs> Don't let them be silly. <laughs> I know why it happened. There's a there's a bit in HR Puffin stuff, the first thing I had on an officially released video, where there's an owl character that's voiced in an Edwin. Not by Edwin, it's an impression of him. And there's this whole bit where it's like... Excuse me, Dr. Blinky. I know you're very busy, but the witch is after my friends, Jimmy and Freddy. Uh, who? I'm Jimmy, and I'm Freddy. Who? Jimmy and Freddy. I know that fun stuff. You ought to know by now that all owls say who. <laughs> See what I mean? Well, now, <clears throat> yes, suppose. Uh, uh, what can I do for you? Please, sir, the witch tricked us here to your island to steal Freddy, and we want to escape. The who? The witch, the witch. You know, the ugly lady with the broom. Who? The witch! That's who! I know that! Anyway, look, there's more jokes on here, but that's enough. That will do. This is the worst (laughs) thing. (laughs) It's awful, this. It's... Egg hibbits. Yeah, uh, to say nothing (laughs) of the copy errors that plague the whole magazine, like, but just the very idea that it's even here at all, you would never (laughs) catch STC. And I say this seriously now with all humour behind Uh us. You would never catch STC doing shit like this. No. I mean, I don't know. Like maybe they're going to do it in later years when we when we hit when we hit the lean years. I don't. If know. If they do, then we'll know they've gone off the edge. That's how we'll know. That'll be the yardstick. Who can't take chaotic seriously? Espio, the comedian. <laughs> Get lost. But the fact that this was okayed. I know. Like they were so desperate for stuff to fill these pages with. <laughs> Just make it a 44-page special and drop some of the other tack. Like, yeah. Back to the strip. That's what they interrupted the strip for. Yes. Four character profiles badly written by somebody who didn't know who the characters were <laughs> and a selection of terrible, identical fill-in-the-blank jokes. <laughs> And now we're back to this, but I don't have much to say about it. I mean, no, Nack explains that he shrank the sand that was burying the pyramid. That doesn't seem. No. No. I don't. I question the physics of that and not just the whole mechanics of shrinking. That would mean he would have had to shrink the entire desert because the pyramid was buried. So if he just shrank the pyramid, the sand over and in the pyramid, then the rest of the desert would have come. Rushing in over the top of it? No, I question your uh, I question your logic, Nigel Kitchen. Mm, yeah, okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, but the shrink ray is important in and of itself, even though it's very much just a handy gadget to get out of this story free. Yeah, later issues would make shrinking Nack's whole thing. Yeah, yeah, he's got a shrink shrinking ray technology. Whereas in this, he seems to have basically loads of different remotes for things, and one of them is that it shrinks stuff. Yeah, Vector <laughs> explains slightly earlier on that Knack is a technical wizard. Oh. So that's our real introduction to that concept as well. Yeah, I kind of forgot that all this stuff was in this first. I mean, this is quite an important uh, evolutionary step yeah. for the character of Knack the Weasel when you look at it like that, isn't it? I like that he is treasure hunting. Yeah, like from the game. Yes. I don't know if he'll ever do it again. Ah, I'm sure he must do it again. It's It's all he's got going on for him now now that he's a bad... Interesting, isn't it? But you'd never go to Knack now if you wanted a treasure hunter character. You'd go Rouge now. I wonder what Knack... That's true. Well, I was going to say, I wonder what Knack is now. Nothing is the answer. Don't exist. Classic. Gone. Cordoned off. Yep. 
White's not bad at drawing Knack, though. Oh, yeah, it's good. Something about the way he might render Snack. The character looks well. I, I love the uh, unimpressed look as he explains how the shrinking tech. Like he says, yes. oh, you want me to explain? Excellent. I love explaining things, <laughs> even to creatures as stupid as you. So he starts explaining and they don't get it. And he's like, <laughs> He really, you know, as much as he claims to love explaining, he seems to really run out of patience with his audience very quickly. As he gives this big, tired expression, he's like, the treasure's right here. And he opens up the chest he has with him that he's put all the shrunken treasure in. And Knuckles is like, come off it. Somebody items were as tall as this room. It's like, let me demonstrate. And he's got this exasperated look on his face because they haven't caught on yet. And he shrinks the last piece of treasure in front of them. And then he brings out the old stone robot. Yeah. And I was wondering if this was supposed to be the robot I shouldn't call it. It's not a robot. It's, it's a golem or something, you know, yeah. from the previous Sandopolis story. But it's not. Fernak explains that it's this is specifically, they had multiple stone robots yeah. in this pyramid. And this one was specifically assigned to guard the treasure chamber and had been out of commission for centuries. So he's fixed it up and it's working for him now. Even though I wonder why Nigel didn't because the story here is that he has shrunk the sand and the previous Stone Guardian sank in the sand. So he could have unearthed him. Well, it's like in the quicksand, so I don't know. Mm. And what is quicksand if not little sand? <laughs> if true, you know. <laughs> I don't know what quicksand is, but I assume it's like finer sand or something. I don't know. Quicksand is not as big of an issue nope. in our lives as we were led to believe it would be. Nope. <laughs> I draws this... Guardian quite well, that panel of him clobbering the cape. Well, again, it is and it isn't, you know. The guy, the thing itself swinging its arm looks good, but then the chaotics all just look posed, floating in the air. Hmm. Yes, especially because Espio seems to be standing up straight, even though he's flying through the air and yeah. tilted over it. It really, it really looks like someone who is looking over the top of an Espio figure and drawing that. But yep. there's no such figure. It isn't that, but it looks like it. So, uh, well, uh, I don't know. After that, it goes like we said in the synopsis. Yeah. Knack leaves the rain. Knuckles uses the rain to shrink him. This little guy won't be giving us any more trouble. I don't know. He could still give you a nasty nip, <laughs> says Mighty. And I did have a little chuckle yeah. at that one. Another good uh, gag at Charmy's expense, too. Knack's got his little flying ship and he's taken off already. He's already airborne. We can't stop him now. You're forgetting me, SBO. I can fly! And then Mighty says, No, he wasn't, Charmy. He just happens to know you're useless. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. Oh, and look at Mike White definitely copying a Nigel Dobbin knuckles just below that. Oh, yeah. On the yeah, left of that, the penultimate yeah. page. That's a Dobbin knuckles, isn't it? That's a Dobbin knuckles, yeah. And then the next one, that's a model sheet knuckles. <laughs> yeah, you can tell. I don't know. I couldn't tell you exactly how you know that, but that's deaf, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Something about the slope of the eye. Yeah, that's exactly it. And the shape of the pupil. Yeah. <laughs> Then, yep, they uh, return the treasure to full size. It grows, and Knack's ship is too small to contain it all. Pff, explodes out everywhere. Ha ha, ha ha ha, comedy ending. The Chaotix <laughs> are going to leave rather than help Knuckles pick up all the treasure. Mm -hmm. Everybody laugh. <laughs> Roll on snare drum, fade to black. I don't think there is anything we can say to wrap this one up, can we? It's an interesting story from Knack's point of view, just like as an evolution for the character, where it'll go in the future. It's nice to see the Chaotix again, yep. but it, it, it asks nothing of you. It gives you little in return. <laughs> well, this is designed to be uh, 
as it will be, forgotten the minute the car pulls up at wherever it is you're going on holiday. I'd say forgotten by the time we turn the page, to be honest. And now, a writer with no insider information at all Oh my Brings out a full two pages of copy from literally nothing I'm so (laughs) mad about this Neil Bryant uh, is the writer for this Uh two page feature Entitled A Star in the Making Which talks about, in the most basic sense (laughs) This talks about the process of creating the yes. character of Knuckles and his history in games. As if it was a making of. Yeah, but it's just spun out of nothing. It's just completely made up based on his name and appearance. I can't credit any of this. That's the thing. <laughs> no. no, I d- I went no, no. I went and looked up the real world history of Knuckles' development uh-huh. to compare to this. And it is true that his design was coordinated between Sega in Japan and the Sega Technical Institute in America, and that they did focus group him with American school children. Okay, I mean, I'm sure they did. Of course they did. Yeah, but that's all that we can take away from this as being (laughs) true. You know, it says things like, Humphrey the Echidna just didn't have that ring to it, and Dreads the Echidna sounded too much like a bad guy. There shouldn't be a comma there. Copy edit your... (laughs) Okay, this is a great example. This bit. Read it out in full. Such a special-looking animal obviously needed an equally special name. Humphrey the Echidna just didn't have that ring to it, while Dreads the Echidna sounded too much like a bad guy. So after much brainstorming and head-scratching, Sega Boffins finally came up with Knuckles. Wellard. This is a perfect example of why this kind of writing is annoying to me. Because... So It says nothing. Humphrey the Echidna, that's just a joke. It's just a silly joke they've come up with, like, you know, Humphrey the Echidna, that would be silly. But it's the sort of... it's. Can't you just imagine someone on some Sonic wiki somewhere thinking that this is therefore canonical and writing it and everyone believing it? Yes, yes, that was my concern. (laughs) I was worried when I went looking for the information would be if it was going to repeat what this said verbatim as if true. I went looking for it as well. Now, now I didn't find any evidence of anyone believing this, so that is good. But if we had, if we looked it up and we had found anything that said he used to be called Humphrey the Echidna at any point, we would not be able to credit that as true because of the way wikis are written. It would have been just that they found this. Yeah. We know the name of the woman who gave Knuckles his name. Do we? It was product marketing manager Pamela Kelly. Oh. Put that in it. Yes. Don't make up a load of copy to fill the space about giving him a name. Having ploughed so much time and energy into moulding their new star, the big question was, would the public like him? Uh, actually, I'm adopting too aggressive a tone on this. Yeah, that, that was the one bit that's true. This part actually <laughs> is true. Over the months, a series of tests were carried out, whereby various pictures of Knuckles were taken and shown to experts in the field of transpotting, namely school children. <laughs> that part's true. But then we get shit like yep. the pink rinse <laughs> and sunset orange hair colors got the big thumbs down. Well, that's not true. That's not true because Knuckles <laughs> was pink. But exactly, and that's how you know, again, these are just jokes. But they're presented yeah. and like. As for the curly perm, <laughs> the less said about that, exactly. the better. Exactly. And as you're reading this, it just highlights that they're not going to tell you what you're here to find out. You, you, if you're reading this, it's because you want to know stuff about Knuckles, and they haven't got any. Yeah, they haven't got any. How was he made? Who designed him? You know, nothing. No. It was by an overwhelming majority that the red dreaded look scored top marks. Okay, true statement, but... Yeah, obviously, because there's a drawing of him, and he looks like that. So we know that that one won. (laughs) 
Yeah. Not surprisingly, this was Sega's first choice too. And according to the designers, and then there's a quote here. <laughs> Red just seemed exciting, cool, and very unusual, just like a Ferrari. Perfect. Is it a real quote? Could be. Is it legal to put it in quote marks if it's not? <laughs> I don't know, but I'll never know because I can't trust a word out of this article. And it's unattributed anyway. I'm having an ang- I'm so angry I'm having, having a- an angry McVitie. I'm having an angry digestive. Unattributed this quote, so we can't look it up. We don't know what it's about. So therefore, it probably is legal to put it in quote marks because you haven't made out that anybody said it. That's true if you don't attribute it to anybody. Yeah. Quote, what a load of bollocks, unquote. <laughs> Dave Boomer, Sonic the Comic, the podcast. And you can accredit that one. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, the second page of the article just runs through the three games, Sonic 3, Sonic and Knuckles and Knuckles Chaotix. Mm-hmm. That bit's fine. Sega's lead designer is as pleased as Punch with Knuckles' increasing popularity. No apostrophe, no S, no nothing. Who? Is that Naoto Oshima? Yuji Naka? Who are we talking about? I mean, yes, there's that. I'm actually focusing in on the copy editing for again. Uh, mm. Nothing could be more satisfying than to have him turn out to be a hit. That is a quote notionally attributed to Sega's lead designer, whoever that whoever may be. Whoever that is. Looking into the future, there's more life in the echidna yet, according to sources of Sega's Technical Institute. Quote, Knuckles <laughs> will definitely be making more appearances in some of our future games. He's very talented and we have lots of ideas about new things he can do. And then the article finishes by commenting, way cool. Oh, this is, this is, this makes me angry. It's my <laughs> job to write scripts like this that I then deliver mm. in video format that supply truthful and accurate <laughs> yeah, information true. that don't make that that they're in fact the complete antithesis of this that don't pad that shave everything down to the yeah. the most basic explanation and the yeah no oh and 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 oh the first Summer special with its mm-hmm. rubbish little interviews and jokes and articles about Sonic merchandise was actually better than this. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's not enough knuckle stuff, is there? No. That's the problem. That's the thing. Tragic but true. There's not enough. We have that Sonic double page spread about the balloons and all of those bits of the spin-off tat that you just said. And that is something we were interested in and we wanted to know what that was. This is just literally two whole pages of Knuckles exists. Yeah. Here he is, there that's him. That is two pages about that. He is the way he is because people decided to make him the way he is. Hmm. Here are some completely imaginary ways he might have been, but he never would have because they <laughs> didn't exist. <laughs> madness. Compo. Compo. Compo! Sega 32 Extra. It's not... It's, oh, I'm getting... It's, it's, I'm, I'm getting... I'm Dave. I'm getting <laughs> angry. Uh-huh. That's not anything. That's not a pun. It's not. It's. It was probably called the thirty-two X because X was short for extra anyway. <laughs> Possibly. I don't know. So anyway, X you can win three extra. mega thirty-two X knuckles chaotix packs. Yes. Which is uh, you'll win a. Oh, I'm losing the will. You'll win a. You can win a thirty-two X and a copy of chaotix. I don't mind this one. I don't mind this one. A knockout thirty-two X accessory. That's fine. That's better than 32X Trey. You know? No, no, no. Let's be clear. It says a KO yeah. 32X yeah. accessory. Yeah. And it doesn't say what KO stands for. That's true. And I think you're, you're probably right when you say I knockout. I assume knockout. Because it's the KO special. 
Yes, that yes, of course, that of course, that is exactly what it is. But as a toy collector, KO will always to me mean knockoff. <laughs> 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 oh right, yeah, okay. <laughs> so yeah. The Knuckles knockoff special. Yeah. <laughs> well <laughs> that's certainly the vibe. Oh I love this. You can win a 32X, or if you're a runner-up, you win Knuckles Chaotix, and you can never play it. <laughs> well, you own a copy of it, don't you? Yeah, and I've never played it. Yeah, so what are you getting on about then? Because at least you didn't have to spend any money on it if you win it in the combo. <laughs> That's true, yes. Because <laughs> a 32X might have been nice. There's not really any point in owning it. Cause that, right, that, but that actually is the thing. If this had been like, you can win a Mega Drive, or for runners-up, you can win a copy of Sonic 3. Like... Yeah, enough people have a Mega Drive to make that worthwhile. Yeah. No, I, I guarantee that fewer people bought a 32X than won copies of Chaotix in this competition. <laughs> Five. <laughs> Putting the S into special is this Mega Sega compo. What, because Sega starts with S? Putting the S into special because it's a Sega um, compo? This is killing me, honestly. I have no idea what that means, no. This was edited by an assistant editor. I'm sorry, Audrey Wong, if you're listening, but I think you'd be the first person to admit looking back on it. <laughs> Let's assume she's brilliant now. Yeah. Anyway, to win, all you have to do is answer the following question, which Chaotix character can fly? Mm -hmm. a, a reasonable question. Mm -hmm. The answer is at least not given on the page. No. All entries to arrive no later than Friday, the 27th of September. First three correct entries win the Mega 32X and Knuckles Chaotix. Five runners-up win a copy of the game only. Look at all of this that you have to write on the address. You send it to Sega 32X truck, 32X-tra-compo, exclamation mark, next line, Knuckles Knockout Special, next line, 25 to 31 Tavistock Place. You've got two lines through and you're just writing nonsense copy that they've come up with. <laughs> yeah, Postman will look at that and go, I don't, know, I don't know what this means, some lunatic wrote this, into the bin. <laughs> That's what Postman do, isn't it? Yeah, they, they, they determine whether Post is worthy of being delivered. <laughs> yeah. Facing page, we got an advert mm. for Micro Machines 96. Turbo Tournament. Sadly, I don't feel like it gives us much to work with. It doesn't. No, it's just a big no. picture of little cars. It says, time to make tracks with various... No, but do you get it? Do you I, get it? I do, and I like it. I do. Tracks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to improve yeah. the, the tone in which I said it. Time to make tracks. You get it. it tracks you get like it. a bird's track. Because in the and I actually do like this because in this uh, Micro Scenes Turbo Tournament '96 comes with the construction kit. In other words, level editor. Great. Yeah. Always a good laugh to have a level editor, especially in something that's a multiplayer game. And yeah, so and that's why this is all time to make tracks is adorned with uh, you know traffic cones and the like. On a Mega Drive too. Like. Mm, yeah. That's a, you know that's that's impressive. Very very rare. For even more madness, use the all new construction kit to set up custom courses and save them with the battery backup. But that is about it, though. I'm getting tired. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so am I. This isn't good. I told you it was bad. Pinup. Even the pinups by Mike White. Yes, that's right. It's an entirely Mike it's White. A cover to cover Mike White, and mm. it does not help get our. We're. we're Listen, we'll be honest, boomers. We're halfway through this, and Dave and I are flagging pretty hard. Now, we're going to try and keep the energy up for you, the yeah. listener. But, whew. 
So this is Knuckles on, I mean, what looks like the moon, but we've seen before that this is how, <laughs> this is how Mike yep. depicts the floating island. And he's punching two of the... Um, of the little needle noses, the little mosquito badniks from Chaotix. Yes, and they're from Chaotix, but I'm sure they're from Sonic CD, aren't they? They're in Sonic CD too. Yeah, they are. Okay, right. And uh, it it's is. fine. Yep. It's fine. You know, it's yep. probably one of his better action drawings in the in the yeah in the special. Yep. But um, now it is better than a Ferran Rodriguez badnik pinup. I will say oh, yeah. that. You know, it's a proper by the picture standards this. of pinups. It's a proper picture. It's an original picture. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been made for this. Yep. It's not just because. But then that's the funny thing about it because it does look for all the doesn't world it? like it has been randomly lifted as some panel out of a strip. Cropped that out doesn't of exist. a strip. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I, I mean. Let's keep our eyes out in future issues in case it does exist, but it doesn't seem to, does it? Certainly not in this. No. Yeah, it's it's weird. Then we have the big K interview. And I got a little excited. <laughs> because I remembered the fun that yes. uh, previous specials have had with interviews. Yes, the Robotnik interview. Yes. And this is, says here, Thanks to Knuckles' kindness, the Emerald Hill folk have rebuilt their homes on the floating island's Mushroom Hill Zone. The community is thriving and the residents have their own local newspaper, the Mushroom Hill News. MHN's chief correspondent persuaded the island's heroic guardian to give this exclusive interview. And the whole interview is just a recap of Knuckles' strips up till now in the comics. Yes, but doesn't that make an amount of sense to you? Isn't this introducing the kids to the story so far in a way that, that makes sense and that can be parsed and if you're gonna do a story so far feature mm-hmm. you do it at the start of the freaking magazine <laughs> it ju- and that's what this does it just gets everyone up to speed with here's what happened didn't this happen to you didn't this happen to you didn't this happen to you and it's basically the whole story so far of knuckles in stc yeah it's the sonic 3 adaptation the marxio brothers story mm-hmm. the metallics's mm-hmm. chaotix dr zachary the master emerald the nameless zone the dark one I did wonder what was going on because the the, uh, the interviewer mm-hmm. progressively cops more and more of an attitude as the thing goes <laughs> on, sort of poking fun at Knuckles's many failures. And I I wasn't sure if it was just the comic being banterous mm. and mm-hmm. having a little fun with the whole conceit and pointing out in a sort of non diegetic way that Knuckles isn't very good at his job. Actually, if you if you really think about it. But then the joke at the end of the interview is that the interviewer is Sonic in disguise hey. because Sonic has time to be doing stuff like that. <laughs> I, I feel like that's a nitpick. <laughs> I just can't imagine Nigel. Now remember, because you remember Nigel Kitching wrote the Doctor Robotnik interview. I think he wrote this one. You think? And the reason, yeah. Well, the, it's all Nigel Kitching stories, isn't it? Because it's just a run through of all the Nigel Kitching stories, and we and we know that in the past when he's done recaps, like when he did Tales, he'll just skip over other people's stories. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, that's uh, that is true, actually. So this is a recap of everything that Nigel's given us before, with a certain amount of sparkle and bounce to it. Like it's not written like yeah, the rest not, of the comic. Yeah. It's written. It's written like a writer wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> this bit, whatever the reporter says, who was it got the Master Emerald back from Robotnik just in time to save the entire floating island? Sonic. You never talk about that, do you? And I realised it made me chuckle because it reminded me of Plasma being the master of positive ions, but he never talks about it, <laughs> which <laughs> yeah. was actually funny. You know, there you go, Nigel Kitching. Yes, yes, you're probably right, actually. <laughs> and then the whole thing ends on a censorship joke where Knuckles says, "Okay, so you want to know what I think about Sonic the Hedgehog? Do you? Right, 
I think you're a total and absolute. Sorry, you're readers, slaying. but we'll have to leave Knuckles' final words to your own imagination. <laughs> <laughs> I think I told the story uh, on the show a long time ago about how Knuckles says, what's the big idea with this interview? You trying to make a monkey out of me? Don't you mean an echidna? <laughs> Come on, it's a bit of a laugh, isn't it? No, it's ruddy well not, Knuckles says. <laughs> and I remember soon after reading this, using that word in a sentence to express discontent with the situation <laughs> and was reprimanded by my mother for doing so. <laughs> and I was like, but, but Knuckles said it. <laughs> it was not it, verbatim my excuse, but, you know, it was very much the spirit of my excuse yeah. that Knuckles the Echidna had been allowed to say Ruddy without getting in trouble with his mum, who was dead or in space or well, something. And it's in print in a children's magazine, and it just yes, means that red. That was my actual point. <laughs> and actually, mum, I'm like 14 at yes, this that... stage, and all I've said is Ruddy well. <laughs> no, right? I mean, come on! <laughs> Yes, your mum must have been in a mood generally that day. I think so. Compo! Now, this second compo. This is good. Oh, yeah, yeah, here we go. This got me excited again. This is the stuff. Exclusive. They're rare, red, and hot. Yeah. Believe it or not, the Knuckles Fan Club, that's the thing they've made up for this, are giving away two of the most prized items this side of the planet. A page of Knuckles' original artwork, and it's the Nigel Dobbin cover yes. to issue number 69 yeah. of Knuckles in his little green poncho, punching the ground and shattering it. I mean... That's got to be the coolest prize they've ever given away. Like yeah. an actual page of original art from STZ. Well, they gave away Mike Hadley's original art for Sonic the Poster Mag not so long ago, but a piece of Nigel Dobbin Knuckles art vastly outstrips that. And this is... You know you know how much people think of that little green poncho as being a Nigel Dobbin Knuckles thing? Yeah. This is an iconic piece of artwork. Yeah. God damn, yeah, son. The, the stakes just... <laughs> Took off. Yeah. And then... And a Knuckles cuddly toy. A Knuckles cuddly toy. A thing which I was like 20-something before existed in this country. Like, they, it's it, it seems like nothing now, but this is the only time I saw a picture of a cuddly Knuckles across my entire childhood. So that was a hot ticket prize. I would have loved to have this. So to answer, you answer two questions. Name the artist who drew the page of Knuckles' artwork shown above. Hint, he's a regular comic strip artist in the UK's official Sega comic. Mm -hmm. They don't give you any more hints. You no. genuinely have to, to be just... buying yeah. STC to know who Nigel Dobbin was. He's not hidden anywhere else in the special. And quite right, because this is a yeah. prize that, like, imagine if just some chucklehead had got this, th that sheet, that page... No, it has to be someone who genuinely wants it. knows and wants, yeah. Yeah. And then the other question is the Knuckles Cuddly toy is only available in which Far Eastern country? And apparently it's Japan I mean, because it says made in Japan under the image of the cuddly toy on the page. But yes. you know, they haven't clearly stated it. Well The graphic design of this page This is fascinating, isn't it? Yes. This speaks to the fact that the cuddly toy is of Japanese origin, <laughs> and it is frighteningly racist in a in a casual way that we would not have even registered as such in 1996. What they've done is they've sort of like, well, it leads with what I, at first I mistook for you know. 
the logo of the production company that made the toy or something. Yes. It's just this this interesting logo in the top left-hand corner that has this, like, pastiche of the written Japanese language. Yes. It's sort of angular shapes and things. And then this same text makes up the body of the, the background yeah. of the page. There's lines and lines of this stuff. And then in the bottom right, underneath where they've printed the address and the stipulations and everything, is a... A white square with a red circle in the middle. Not centred, offset. Yeah. You know, to look vaguely like the Japanese flag. But on closer inspection, they're English letters, but just really, really, really stylized. It's a substitution font. Yeah. And I'll bet this isn't something they've made. This will just be some commercially available little font thing. Yeah. So the logo in the corner which is a grey circle with zero one in the middle of it for some reason. Don't know why. Don't know why. But then there's text around it in a ring, and it's just the word knuckles. knuckles. But done in these weird... So the N is just a triangle pointing up and to the left, yeah. and the E is a vertical stick with three horizontal sticks crossing yeah. it in a way that looks as eastern as they can make it look, yeah. but is kind of an E. The, the, the thing that tipped me off is right below yeah. that... That's not. That's what. That's what did it for you too. Yeah. Yeah. That was where I got it. There's a collection of characters that I realized formed the shape of the word Japan. Japan. <laughs> kind and I realized of. It's a substitution <laughs> cipher. The J is an upside down crucifix. The A's are triangles, but on their side, it's not. It, it takes a moment. It took me 26 years. It takes a moment to recognize what that is. And were you able to determine what the text forming the watermark backdrop of the page is? Well, there's a bit that says in which. So is it just the? It's the. It's the questions. questions but just it's the text of the questions. Well, yeah, in which country? In yeah, I see it. <laughs> I can't make all of it out, but I can make out in which country. No, but enough to get that, yeah. <laughs> and But, right, what it does look like is 90s cool design that you would expect to get in something that's advertising a clothing line or something like that. This is why I thought it was to do with the manufacturers of the toy, of the cuddly toy. I thought it had come off the label for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no. Great prizes. Oh. Shamefully offered. <laughs> Hey, who won this? Uh, if someone knew... Ooh, yeah! Imagine, like, we know where a lot of Richard Elson artwork is in the world yeah. today. Like, not personally. Like, I don't have a no. spreadsheet of it or anything. But, like, it was sold off. And yeah. the people who were interested in buying that, a lot of them know each other. But where did this wind up? For someone to enter this competition, they had to be a big Sonic the Comic fan. So there's every chance they'll hear this one day. And I want you to get in touch. Don't worry if it's in the future. If the podcast has ended, still get in touch. I want to know who you are. I want to know where this is. <laughs> God, it's not even either or, is it? This contest, you get both these things yeah. and there's one winner. One. It's not yeah. like one person gets the art, one person gets the toy. No. Wow. Yeah. That's, now that's a compo. It's the best compo I think they've ever done. I think you're right. I think it's the best compo they will ever do. I can't imagine how they would top this. Knuckles. Knuckles. Jake's story. A lone egg robo badnik sneaks into the Mushroom Hill Zone under cover of night and appears to snatch a boy named Jake from his bed to serve as an organic battery. Knuckles pursues the badnik to the Lava Reef Zone, but in the ensuing fight, it is hit by a jet of flame from the lava below and explodes, seemingly killing Jake along with it. 
Knuckles returns to give the boy's mother the sad news, only for it to turn out that Jake was hiding in his cupboard all along. Um... <laughs> I mean, you, you know how this is going to end before you've even hit the end of the second page, don't you? Yes. I hate having to write a summary for a story like this, because mm -hmm. it means I have to write appears to appears snatch to. a child which I mean anybody reading the summary will then immediately know yeah. that it doesn't snatch the child I like the thing of the egg robo sneaking around in the village at night that's cool that is yeah, interesting yeah. Um, shades of I thought it was going to be a, a smoking the badnik I thought that this was going to be a good guy badnik that was sneaking around you know for some reason no it's just one whose internal power supply is running out and he needs desperately I mean that you know that's a great concept, like the very concept of badniks snatching children yes. from their beds at night to feed on their energies. Yeah. Like, yeah. That is cool. But if his battery was running low and he needed a child and he didn't get this child in him, he seems all right, doesn't he, for the rest yeah, of the Yeah, you know, fights knuckles, working jetpack and everything, you know, the whole rest of it. Hmm. Uh, definitely a lot of Richard Elson artwork being used as reference here, obviously because White needed to use it to draw the Mushroom Hill Zone accurately, yes. but um, we're coming up against it here again with these depictions of Emerald Hill folk, you know? We, we've said before sometimes how Elson draws them having much more, it's true of Porker and Johnny too, have much more human proportions yeah. than you might expect from a Sonic character, but... Once they're in White's hands, it's just like, no, these are just people with animal heads. These are little Rupert the Bear looking motherfuckers. I mean, look at that angry duck at the bottom of page two. That duck fellow is 100% based on a background character Richard Elson has drawn before. Yeah, when you see him on the last page, waving his arms about and going, Knuckles, you're back. I'm, I've seen this duck before. Yeah, yeah. God, I wish I had something to say. I don't. Yeah. The, the the exploding robot looks pretty good. The fire yeah. and the lighting effects are done quite nicely as the jet of flame comes up underneath it. I'll, I'll tell you what, here's something to say. I quite like the... I, I like it whenever we're really differentiating these characters because certainly these days they can all get a little bit muddled up because they're all just different coloured guys with big eyes who run fast. I do like the more serious angle that Knuckles... When Sonic fights robots, he goes home and, I don't know, hangs out. In the old early days he had a burger or whatever. I don't know where he's now. <laughs> when Knuckles fights a badnik, he returns to inform the mother of the child that was inside <laughs> it that he thinks he's just killed her child. And that yeah, Sonic would have let the kid get home on his own. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I think there's something. Um, it's a more grown-up tackling of the same material, isn't it? We go and fight robots that have children inside. Well, when Knuckles does it, it becomes this thing about well, what if the child were to die in the fight? Knuckles would. It would be on him then to like return home to the the parent and break the news. And he's trying to steal himself to do it. He's like, how am I going to put this in words? He's brushing off anyone who interrupts him. No, no, no. Listen, I've got I've got something really important to do. It's weirdly grown up for the middle of this. This thing that had that joke book. Yeah, page the joke bit. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but it is a, a really like obvious telegraphed story that mm. I I've got nothing. Honestly, I don't. I've got nothing. I quite like this next one. We've got a little three-page feature here. Bad Nicolas. Bad Nicolas. Oh ah! Ouch! Yikes! And us just looking at him. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I wish they hadn't put. They shouldn't have put yikes there because that is something from just looking at them. It's the oof ah uh, ouch. Yeah, you're, you're right there. Yeah, <laughs> that makes it sound. Well, anyway, Karen. Uh, yeah, this is uh, a little look uh, at the badniks of Chaotix, the yeah. game that is. Um, 
Because we've had little bad Nick Gades in we the have. In, in fact, we had it in the first summer special, didn't we? Yes. And I enjoyed that a lot back in the day. I was I was excited for that info, and here it is again for the next game. And it's better this time, too, because it's like little yeah. individual profiles about the zones you'll find them in. A completely mm-hmm. made-up bit of rubbish called the Danger Rating. Mm-hmm. And uh, a little cutesy description of each one. Oh. Yeah. Pop Tank. Oh, one thing this piece of heavy artillery won't be firing... Is fizzy lemonade hey. <laughs> pop? You know, uh, like so, a bird's pop. So again, it's the it's the thing of we don't have any information, but we'll make it up based on the name and the picture. But it's nice that they have these pictures, right? These it are is. and across these three pages, these are all twelve badniks for who these high quality yes are they cg they seem to be yeah. cg oh, CG renders yeah. exist now they're not all the badniks that are in the game chaotix right but they do appear to be all the badniks who have these renders they're all the badniks that are named in the manual and they're uh and, the, and even the pictures in the manual are black and white you know th- this is a really nice little feature ah well then s- another suggestion i didn't look this far through it but that they are cropping things out of the japanese manual which is in color and has those sketches from earlier, so maybe these are in that. But not all of these are in that. Oh. Yes, they've genuinely got a little hmm. EPK on this one. Yeah. Or something, you know? Now, I haven't played the game. Whatever you had back then. Yes. A physical press kit. <laughs> I, yeah, a PK. Um, I, I haven't played Chaotix. Are the Badniks in it Donkey Kong countries? Is that what we're looking at? Uh, No. Ah, so I wonder why they made these then. Well, the same reason they made them of all the Chaotix characters. We've seen the same CG-looking Chaotix model. Well, yeah, that's what the pinups were. Oh, yes, that's right. This Guide to the Badniks is followed by some hints and tips for the ver- the five levels of Chaotix. Um, can't really offer any commentary on no. them, though. It's the Q zone of the, uh, of the <laughs> issue, as it were. <laughs> but it all seems legitimate you know it's not because it was the summer special that gave us for a strange sonic hold down all three (laughs) buttons during the credits you know yeah no this is actually telling you things like as a sample paragraph in levels two and three of speed slider follow the paths and hit the colored springs there's also a second bonus stage when you see an elevator use it otherwise you'll be running around in circles stuff like that you now you played this did you play through this i did yes is it true what they say here about the second level that the only way to get to act two is to find a hidden door in the background or something dave i don't remember (laughs) doesn't imply you had a tremendous amount of trouble finding it then so that's just they're just yeah i don't remember struggling on it in any way you know because you remember the thing about chaotix is that it's non-linear you don't play through it in a set order oh i didn't Uh, i didn't remember that no i only found out when you told me it's uh, it's randomised. There are five levels, and each one's got five acts. Five acts? Yeah. Christ. They're selected uh, randomly. So, say, on your spinner, you get botanic base, so you play mm-hmm. botanic base, act one, mm-hmm. and then you spin again, and you might get any of the others. You might get speed slider, and then you'll play speed slider, act one. And then when the spinner lands on botanic base again is when you'll play botanic base, act two. Two, oh, and you play through the game in whatever order that turns out. And it has that time progression mechanism where the game itself moves through dawn to daylight to dusk to night. So each level is different, depending, you know, every no two playthroughs the same because the order in which you play the levels will always be changing based on what your random spins turn out. But the progression of time is always the same. So you'll be visiting all the acts oh. in different periods of time depending on your playthrough. Well, I like that bit. That that kind of feels like nobody the way... talks about it. No, though, like, you know, nobody talks about. I had no idea that was how Knuckles Chaotix worked until I played. No, 
Doesn't that sound like the sort of thing that Knights fans talk about Knights doing? All those little details. I've never spoken to a Knights fan, uh, right. so I don't know. <laughs> the thing about the randomised levels sounds bad to me. That sounds like a bad thing. And, like, too gimmicky. But then when you say that it progresses through that, now I understand why there's five acts for each one. Because it's hmm. like that randomization actually starts to make sense. So much about Chaotix sounds like I'd enjoy it. And it's just so irritating to every time, remember... But it's bad, though. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not great. <laughs> oh, well. Cracking crossword. Yep. Unlock the secrets of the Chaos Emerald, because the crossword is put inside a... Yes, understand, it is not a emerald-shaped crossword. No. They've just made a crossword and drawn an emerald run. <laughs> yeah, they made a crossword that fits as best they can in the emerald. But the thing is, right, this emerald has been drawn. It's just a, you know, they've just got vector lines, whatever it is they use, and they've drawn yeah. an emerald. And it is not symmetrical. <laughs> they have not succeeded. Well, I hadn't noticed. No, neither neither I until just now. But yeah, you're right enough, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the left-hand side is a much more acute angle than the right-hand side, or the other way around. I can't remember which one acute and obtuse are. And yeah, it's just a crossword, and it's made up of words from Sonic, Knuckles... B. Omniviewer, isn't it? 16 across. Quite a lot of the clues are split across two answers as well, you know? Yes. And some of them quite confusingly, I found. So, for example, quest, uh, so in the downs, in the clues down, 17, and, it's, and I'll read it verbatim, 17 dot. Three down and 12 across. Chaotix leader, 639. And I got confused there for a moment because I'm like, Three da- three, three, six, three, nine for three down, twelve across. And then you remember, no, no, it's also seventeen down. So it's mm, seventeen yeah. down, then three down, and then twelve across. The next one is twenty-one dot down, comma twenty-seven across, and twenty-two down. Yeah. Right, sort out a system for giving me these clues, please. And so many of these are tripping over themselves as mm-hmm. well as clues, where it feels like the answer to one is hidden somewhere else and it is just yeah. given in another clue. Yes! 20 and 31 across, a member of Chaotix, blank the blank. <laughs> Missing boy what? in the Mushroom Hill Zone. It's Jake. Okay, no, no. No, no, no. I, I'm not past blank the blank yet. That is literally every person in this entire series. Yes, you have to figure it out based on the number of letters. Out of interest, 30 down, the baddie in Knuckles Reflections. That's the last strip that we're about to flip over to. The answer to that is imposter, spelled wrong in the uh, in the answers. Yeah, oh. I-M-P-O-S-T-E-R oh. instead of O-R. <laughs> and does that... Yes, it yeah, does. Yeah, and, and you need that because you need the 33 e. Knuckles is this colour, pink. So I don't know how that fits into three letters. Yep. Pink. pink, pink. He's not Rod. He's not Rod. <laughs> Oh dear, a crossword relying on a spelling error. Just a Just a Below the clues, there's a little ad for STC. Look out! It's the UK's official Sega comic, and it's that uh, cover from just a few issues ago where Sonic and Amy were prowling around in the Metropolis Zone, coming out from behind an alleyway with a spotlight down on them. But they crop it so you can only see Sonic. Then there's a little uh, acrostic down the way. STC. Sega Superstar Stories. Not anymore. No, no they've stopped done. those now. No. Turbocharged features. Well, you know, they're only just coming back now after nearly a year without any of them, so I'll give you that one. And crucial. Game tips and cheats. 
Crucial. Crucial's come back to haunt us again mm, yeah, after yeah. the button covers. <laughs> yeah, the editors just saw that and went, oh yeah, crucial. That's another word. We keep saying megalithic or whatever it was. <laughs> megatitious. We keep saying megatitious and stuff. We're running out of ideas here. Crucial, that's one. On seal Wednesday yes. every fortnight for it was just announced in the same issue that came out this very day. This very day. That as of next issue, two weeks hence... STC's moving from Saturday to Wednesday. Knuckles. Reflections. Knuckles discovers a mirror among the floating island's ancient artifacts, but learns too late that it's a prison for evil spirits after one of the ghouls possesses his reflection and brings it to life. The imposter Knuckles tries to turn the Mushroom Hill residents into his slaves, but Knuckles manages to lure him back into the mirror, then shatters it, trapping him for good. I'm of two minds on this one. Because one mind says this is some swap out the lead character, bargain basement, Saturday morning deke cartoon nonsense. And I don't mean Sonic deke cartoons. I just mean this could have been a plot on anything I watched on CBBC. I'm sure there was an episode of Fantastic Max about this, you know? (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there was an episode of everything about this. But then, on the other hand, I'm like... Uh-huh. But it does trade on the idea of Knuckles finding an, another old ancient artifact hidden among the floating island's ruins. True. Although not one that really fits in with the usual idea of what ancient artifacts on the floating island well, I don't are. I the idea of the old magic technology of the floating island maybe being used to deal with it. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that the art fails to communicate it because it looks like he finds it in a wardrobe in a spare room in a haunted house. <laughs> Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. White didn't have the reference for that. Oh, yeah, see what I mean? If it had had, like, a big, thick stone outer thing and he had to roll it along or something, that'd be yeah. different. Or he'd found it in anything that looked like the Emerald Chamber or anything we've seen of a kid. Yeah. But no, the panel, you're looking at it on page 46, I am, where yeah. he finds it, it's yeah. just... It's like you find it in his dead great aunt Mildred's dilapidated manner that she'd willed to him if he spent a night there. Yes, you know? exactly. What and and because there's a box, there's like a yeah. labelled box behind him. It's almost as if like you know Mildred has died and it's up to him to clear the house out for sale. Exactly, you know, he's getting yeah. all the stuff. So that is a failure on the arts front. I mean, I don't know what the how the script described it. That's to be know. fair, you know. Yeah. But it feels like a failing on the art front. I guess the structure of the story isn't too bad because we've got an angry... The story starts with an angry knuckle storming into the Mushroom Hill Zone, pushing someone who's probably porker, right? Probably. (laughs) You wouldn't be 100% sure, but it's a pig. Gives him a shove and then punches a Mushroom Hill house to rubble. Mm. And then Knuckles shows up and is like, hey, Would they be rubble? Would they be punched to rubble are they not actual mushrooms that they've hollowed out very, and put people in very good point of course they are it's the mushroom hill zone with all its <laughs> giant mushrooms of course they'd be giant mushrooms big slabs of meaty mushroom flesh <laughs> unless it's one of these things where like you know how there are some areas where you're not allowed to repaint the front of your house because the council has a certain look going <laughs> maybe knuckles has been like right you can build houses here but they need to look like mushrooms, like mushrooms. <laughs> oh wait, wait 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 it could actually be that because they're hiding from dr robotnik who routinely flies around they want it to look just like more mushrooms so there could be houses that they built to be disguised 
Well, they could, but could I feel be. like I need to. I feel like we actually didn't mention we passed by it in the in the main strip. I'll call it the main strip, but yeah. At one point, Knuckles did question how Knack got through the floating island's protective force field, which was what prompted oh, yes. Vector to give the explanation that he was a technical wizard. That's right. I've generally sort of assumed that that force field must obscure them from view as well as protect mm-hmm. them, you know, because, yeah, badnik patrols must surely pass over the island. Or, I don't know, maybe they give it a, cle- maybe they give it a wide berth because Robotnik knows it can shoot awesome lightning. Who knows? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Maybe, yeah. I would say Robotnik probably adopts a position of non-aggression with the floating island after it (laughs) shot the death egg out the flipping sky that one time. He leaves Knuckles alone, (laughs) Knuckles leaves him alone, you know, spends his his attention focusing on the... on the Metropolis Zone exclusively lately in the comic is where all his anger goes. Robotnik's like, you know what? Fair enough. (laughs) So then Knuckles turns up, they have a fight, and he explains in flashback the origin of this mirror in the... Uh... Right, then it's the solution to every version of this you've ever seen. He tricks the thing into chasing him, he goes mm-hmm. around a corner, and then whenever uh-huh. the imposter follows him, he sees Knuckles running at him, but it's really his reflection in the carefully set-up mm-hmm. mirror. He jumps at him, he goes back inside the mirror... And I don't know, Knuckles' solution is to smash the mirror. Uh-huh. And I would have figured if the mirror was a prison for evil spirits and smashing it stopped them from ever being able to get out, why wouldn't that yeah. be what you did with it instead That's of wrap them up the in a That's what the Echidnas would have done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, would, I would have thought smashing it would release them. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, what Knuckles has done here is he's made loads of shards that he can now get out of. Yeah, I mean, that's it. Does each shard function independently? I would have thought shattering the mirror <laughs> just freed them. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't seem to have done that. No, no, it doesn't. No, because he goes, no. And the voice <laughs> fades away, so it's destroying it. Pity that mirror would have looked cracking in my bedroom. cracking. <laughs> the end. Every one of these strips ends on a little the end. And every one of these strips is destined to be forgotten as soon as the covers flip shut. <laughs> And that's about to be the case because we've reached the end now. With That's the last thing in it apart from the inside back cover. I will say that. I preferred this. I def no. I'm saying that in the, I, I unequivocally preferred this to things like some of the stuff we've had in previous specials and yes, annuals. Yes, you and actually so on. are 100 percent correct. This is better than any of the strips. In yeah. is it better than Doc? No, you know what? No, it is better than Doctor Song. Oh yeah, this is better than anything in the 1994 special and at least the knack strip with the introduction of the shrinking tech and getting him back in play and everything makes it more memorable than rhino neil from last year's special (laughs) and what it is is that yes you've got execrable joke book pages and things like that but the actual number of pages of comic are a satisfactory amount of reading and they're like we've already said they're not bad they're just not up to the standard that you would get in a good yeah, STC. Yeah, STC, well, that's it. Just when you mentioned the number of pages, we should just say, because we didn't say when we were going through, it's 24 total pages of strips. So fully half the... Gosh, it's only half the magazine is comic strip. Is actually another... I don't know if... I've, is that right? Yeah. Oh, the, the first strip is 12 pages, and the two other strips are six pages apiece. Which makes them longer than any average knuckle story yeah. in uh, STC, which are normally only five pages, and even Sonic only yeah. gets seven pages. But uh, I was, I thought I was building up to say something good there, and now I've realized it is only half the pages are comic strip pages, which is like, well, no wonder there's so much tat filling out the gaps in between. Well, that's the thing. It, it feels like 
much more than half. And I think the reason for that is that the tat is all done in, you know, size 25 font and spread out across four or five pages each, even though it's half a page of content. But um, no, I'm broadly satisfied with how much Knuckles comic we got in this when it could have just been mazes and crosswords. This is true. I suppose, do you know what it occurs to me, belatedly? I still won't forgive the joke book page. When I think about it, you really think about it for a second. You got a crossword in there, you got a joke book page. It is a summer special after all. Yeah. These are activities yeah. to keep you occupied. You know, you do the crossword and then from the back seat of the car you annoy your mum with the jokes. Yeah. That is the thought process behind it. So I do I may understand it. I don't respect it but I understand it. <laughs> it's just a shame that these things can never be up to the standard of the regular mm. fortnightly STC, and I still yeah. don't really understand why. It feels like a special. A very unspecial special. Well, that's what that means in STC parlance, doesn't it? Well, that's it, yeah. And that's true across the board. STC never... Poster mags, they never brought out a special that was as good as the normal thing. That is weirdly true, isn't it? You know, that there should be events when these things mm. happen, you know? Imagine if this had been amazing. Imagine a meaty big Knuckles special of Knuckles comics that matter and that are really good. Get Dobbin in. Make it oh, a... Oh, yeah. I mean, I know... I, I, I don't know, but I'm guessing that there's a mandate against this because of what their market research told them about children's attention spans. But imagine if it had just been one big beefy story from cover well, to cover that's it. or at least just a some kind of three-part story spread out through mm. the thing you know yeah about stuff we care about about the floating island and the chaos yeah. emeralds and stuff or or an adaptation of chaotix which we've never really had no that's it really well i guess that's what the chaotix game was technically supposed to fill the place of knuckles meets chaotix and they fight metal sonic uh, i suppose they did do that in the comic yeah um yeah. But it hasn't got any of the locations that I'm aware of. No, that's true. Well, they're all, it's all one location. It's just the, the mm. new tragic high zone, which is where all the <laughs> locations listed in that Q zone thing are. But yeah, it's like we've commented in, in recent issues or the way Kitching always has been consistently finding a way to weave an ongoing narrative out of Knuckles's interconnected adventures in STC, from Dr. Zachary and his robot breaking the emerald to replacing the emerald to the, the chamber being damaged by the robot while swapping out the emeralds to getting the scrolls from Captain Plunder. I hope this special and these strips don't represent what the Knuckles stories in STC eventually wind up turning into, where they lose that common thread and just become about Knuckles doing stuff. I don't know if they do. They probably won't, because they'll always be multi-parters, won't they? They'll always have ambition, and there's just yeah. there's not a dose of ambition in this. Oh well. Oh well. <laughs> Blue is the color. The inside back cover tells us the hedgehog strikes back. It's a new Sonic special to go along. Oh, Knuckles is not allowed. No. It's just not allowed. Not another special. I know. Sorry, but there's another oh. one. Yeah, with. Three new supercharged stories? The interview, Sonic Speaks Out. Oh boy, great. Well, okay. that's a lot of stories to recap there. How to draw Sonic. Okay. That's, that's interesting, actually. You know. Okay. And I seem to remember it being good. Yes. Plus, win a Sega Saturn and game. Oh, oh, yeah, well, that's rather that good. than yeah. 32X. Yeah. Yeah. And more. 
The Sonic <laughs> Special on sale Saturday the 6th of July, so that's a little ways away yet. Nineteen ninety-six price £2.10. Same price as this. You know, we didn't say the price up at the top of the show, yeah. but that's it. This was £2.10. A princely sum when you pay a mm, £1.20 yes. for STC. A must for cool dudes. <laughs> know what I mean? Not I mean. <laughs> nah, nah, I mean. What a strange way to end this. Um, uh, shall we comment on this picture? Is this in the special, do you think? I think it's in the special, yeah. It's a piece of Mike yeah. Hadley artwork of Sonic winking in it. Winking, but he appears to be on the set of the Sonic movie, or a movie. Yeah, he's, yeah you're See right. See what I mean? There. He's got he's, a bit of scenery in the background. <clears throat> there's a clapperboard on the floor and a director's chair. I think we're going to have some... Imagine if there was a Sonic movie fun in the Sonic <laughs> Well, special. maybe. That would be a laugh, actually. It would. With historical context, no, the mm. idea of what... what but... Well, we'll see. We'll see if that's even what it is. You know, I don't know. Maybe they'll be doing some kind of summer, big summer movie type thing. Or it might just be nothing to do with summer at all. Mm. And it might just be Sonic mm. mucks up a film somehow. We'll see. Yep. We'll find out. I guess that's it for the Knuckles Knockout special. There you it? go. Knuckles Knockout special. We've knocked through it. We've knuckled down. We've... <laughs> we've... Like a bird's egg. I don't know. Hey, you should listen to STCTP, our regular podcast, as if this isn't just going to be yeah, an episode. If you're listening like... to this, you listen to that yeah, yeah. already. Unless you're one of the listeners who found this episode of the podcast on the stand, you know, at the motorway service station on the way to your holiday. <laughs> <laughs> In which case, we've got a regular publication for you to listen to as well. You'll find that most places where good podcasts are available, but you can also download it directly from our website at stctp.wigglehe.com. And you can follow that podcast at Sonic Podcast on Twitter or on there separately. I'm Demon Tomato Dave. And I am at Chris McFeely. I'm on YouTube as well. Dave is also there. Yeah. At the time when we were doing this, I was also editing a podcast for ShelfDust.com called The War Effort that you might find interesting. I'm not on it. I edit it. It is Al Kennedy off of House to Astonish who is talking about Secret Wars, the the first, I think, Marvel crossover event. And of course, all pop culture is Marvel crossover events now, so it's historically interesting in that regard. But it's audibly interesting in the fact that he always gets two funny guests on, and he's funny himself, and they all are funny, and it's interesting, and they talk about a thing that's quite amusing. So go and listen to that. It's called The War Effort, and you'll find that by looking for it or on shelfdust.com. You can support this podcast at patreon.com forward slash stctp, where a donation of any amount will get you access to our bonus videos where we look at the Martin Adams Sonic novels from the 90s and another piece of classic Sonic writing from the 1990s, Dave's fanfiction, The End of Mobius, which he reads to me. Our opening theme was synchronised by Sonic the Comic, the banding find them at sonicthecomic.bandcamp.com, but we have been Sonic, the comic, the podcast, and we will see you next time. I've used all my adjectives already. <laughs>